Hello ladies, I am here to do week three, day three. Um, this is called the Devonic, Devonic, Devonic Covenant, 2 Samuel. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and we'll listen to the scripture portion first, which is 2 Samuel 7, and then I'll read through page 50 of the book for you. 2 Samuel 7. After the king was settled in his palace, and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him, he said to Nathan the prophet, Here I am, living in a house of cedar, while the ark of God remains in a tent. Nathan replied to the king, Whatever you have in mind, go ahead and do it, for the Lord is with you. But that night the word of the Lord came to Nathan, saying, Go and tell my servant David, This is what the Lord says. Are you the one to build me a house to dwell in? I have not dwelt in a house from the day I brought the Israelites up out of Egypt to this day. I have been moving from place to place with a tent as my dwelling. Wherever I have moved with all the Israelites, did I ever say to any of their rulers whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now then, tell my servant David, This is what the Lord Almighty says. I took you from the pasture from tending the flock, and appointed you ruler over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone, and I have cut off all your enemies from before you. Now I will make your name great, like the names of the greatest men on earth. And I will provide a place for my people Israel, and will plant them so that they can have a home of their own and no longer be disturbed. Wicked people will not oppress them any more as they did at the beginning and have done ever since the time I appointed leaders over my people Israel. I will also give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. When your days are over and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he will be my son. When he does wrong, I will punish him with a rod wielded by men, with floggings inflicted by human hands. But my love will never be taken away from him, as I took it away from Saul, whom I removed from before you. Your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. Nathan reported to David all the words of this entire revelation. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord, and he said, Who am I, sovereign Lord? And what is my family that you have brought me this far? And as if this were not enough in your sight, sovereign Lord, you have also spoken about the future of the house of your servant. And this decree, sovereign Lord, is for a mere human what more can David say to you? For you know your servant, Sovereign Lord. For the sake of your word and according to your will, you have done this great thing and made it known to your servant. How great you are, Sovereign Lord. There is no one like you and there is no God but you, as we have heard with our own ears. And who is like your people Israel, the one nation on earth that God went out to redeem as a people for himself and to make a name for himself? and to perform great and awesome wonders by driving out nations and their gods from before your people, whom you redeemed from Egypt. You have established your people Israel 
as your very own forever and you Lord have become their God. And now Lord God, keep forever the promise you have made concerning your servant and his house. Do as you promised, so that your name will be great forever. Then people will say, The Lord Almighty is God over Israel, and the house of your servant David will be established in your sight. Lord Almighty God of Israel, you have revealed this to your servant, saying, I will build a house for you. So your servant has found courage to pray this prayer to you. Sovereign Lord, you are God, your covenant is trustworthy, and you have promised these good things to your servant. Now be pleased to bless the house of your servant, that it may continue forever in your sight, for you, Sovereign Lord, have spoken. And with your blessing, the house of your servant will be blessed forever. All right, that was Second Samuel 7. On page 50, it says, David was the shepherd king of Israel. He had been taken by God from the pasture to the palace. He was called a man after God's own heart. His love was not without sin or trial or suffering. David made many mistakes, and he had endured a life filled with both prayer and praise through suffering and joy. After seeing all the Lord had brought him through, David had a desire to build a permanent house for the Lord. For generations, God had been worshipped in a tabernacle and then temporary structure known as a temple. But with David as the king of Israel, he desired God's people to build a permanent and glorious temple of worship for the Lord. David expresses this desire to Nathan, and though Nathan initially thinks it's a great idea, Nathan, oh, Yohan then appears to Nathan with a covenant for David. The Devonic covenant is full of some of the most important promises from God and more full picture of some of the promises made to Abraham. David wanted to put God's glory on display through a temple, but God wanted to put his glory on display through David. David wanted a glorious temple, but God had other plans. David wanted to build a house, but instead God built David a house. These verses in 2 Samuel show us the covenant between God and David. This covenant was one that was dependent on God alone. God promised that David's house and throne would be established forever, and he promised that David's seed would build a house for God's name. In the immediate sense, this was a great promise of Solomon building the temple that David had dreamed of. But David knew that this promise was given even was even greater than that. The promise would have an ultimate fulfillment in the one who would make David's throne established forever. This was a promise of Jesus, the Messiah, who would come through the line of David. Only Jesus could be the true fulfillment of this forever promise. David was a sinful man who was desperately in love with God. He made many mistakes, and yet his heart for God never wavered. David would fail and sin, but his promise was, to, was not dependent on David's faithfulness, on the steadfast faithfulness of our faithful God. We fail, but we will be faithful. David's response to the promise of God was praise and adoration because David knew that God would be faithful to his promise. Our God will not fail his children. He is faithful to every promise. So when the first words of the New Testament open and we see Jesus, the son of David, we are reminded that our God is faithful and true. Though we fail, yet still he is faithful. He will never fail us. And the Devonic covenant reminds us that we can trust him. From the death of David until the coming of how God keeps his promises and uses imperfect people to try 
to bring about his perfect plan. Though we are unfaithful, he is always faithful. Question 1. Read 2 Samuel 7 alongside the alongside Genesis 12 and see how these two covenants are similar. Question 2. David was imperfect and yet he was used to bring God's perfect plan. David was sometimes unfaithful, but yet God always faithful. How have you seen God be faithful in your life? And question three. David's response to God's promise was praise and adoration. Take a moment to write out a prayer to God and praise him for who he is. End of week three, day three.